Is it possible that this Ducks team could be even more historically bad than we possibly thought? Well, I'll talk about it on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade. And don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, etc. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. And the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Look, I've been covering hockey for a while. I've covered some bad, bad hockey. This is up there. Even including minor leagues. And this even dates back to ECHL days, you know, cover or, you know, the Long Beach Ice Dogs had some bad hockey. The Ontario Reign in their lean years had some bad hockey. Even the Las Vegas Wranglers, they had some bad hockey. And I'll even go even further back. The San Francisco Bulls, that was some pretty awful hockey. But this Ducks team, oh, oh boy, this this ranks up there. Before I get into <clears throat> all that, this will again be a shorter episode. Voice still not 100%. We'll only have goals Thursday after this, and then we'll be done for the week. And I'll I'll try to start off jokingly by saying, if you're a Ducks fan, you know, bless you. Bless you for sticking with this team, and bless you for sticking on for this podcast. And I'll say this kind of jokingly, you know, watching this team, covering this team, you know, for anyone out there that's a fan of this team, I, I'm just here to say that watching this team is hazardous to your health. I mean, not really, but, you know, watching this team might not be so good for your health. I mean, look, my hair is, I mean, my hair's not falling off. I got plenty of hair, but, you know, watching this team can be hazardous to your health. So if you're going to watch all 82 games, just be careful, you know, Stock up on your fluids, stock up on your meds, drink plenty of water, you know, just stay safe, guys. You know, try to keep your health up. Try to keep your chin up, guys. Just just try for this season <laughs> because brighter days are ahead. Look, the Ducks are going to get a top three pick. Just going to say that. Top three pick, good days are ahead. That being said... Why am I saying that this team could be historically bad? We just had a historically bad Ducks team two years ago. Hmm. Why are we talking about that? Well, we're going to talk about special teams for the next little bit. I'm not going to regale you with a graphic. But you know that when I got post-it notes, you know it's bad. You know it's bad when I bust out the post-it notes. So I'm going to put this one off to the side right here. See, there's a camera right here. And I have a post-it note right sticking right on the camera. So I could actually pretend that I'm looking at you guys, which I kind of am. But also just talk about, you know, some of the horrible things that's been going on with the Ducks. First off, I want to reiterate that the special teams has been nothing short of abysmal over the last pretty much the last four seasons since Dallas Eakins took over as coach. And we can look no further 
than two years ago. So why am I talking about that? Why am I going back to two years ago? That's because that was the worst penalty kill in franchise history. Before we get into the past, let's look at where the Ducks are now. They have a 15.2 power play percentage, which is not the worst in the National Hockey League right now. No, it's 30th. They're third worst in the National Hockey League. A whopping 15.2%. Yippee. They are the worst, however, on the penalty kill. And we'll talk about the penalty kill in a little bit because it's, it's bad, folks. It's really bad. So let's go into some recent memory. Two years ago, remember I talked about how bad that penalty kill was and I felt like a broken record back then that the Ducks couldn't get a power play goal and it was just bad, bad, bad all over. Remember they had that long streak where the Ducks didn't score a power play goal and they were the last team to score one? Well, that was the worst power play percentage in NHL history. 8.9%. Remember that? That was the 2020-2021 season. Technically the 2021 season. 8.9% in 56 games. I don't know what more I can say about that. It, It was a bad combination. Combined with their PK, which was okay, 80%. That's an 89.8% combined special teams. It's not great. That was two years ago. Since Dallas Eakins has taken over from 2019 up until yesterday, the Ducks have the second worst power play and the second worst penalty kill. Guess who has, or not the second worst, but they're close. 77%. So they're in the bottom five. Power play. Ducks are second worst. The only team worse in the last four years have been the Detroit Red Wings. The Ducks have been a 16.2, the Red Wings at a 15.3% clip. By the way, Detroit also has had the second worst penalty kill in the last four seasons. So if you want to look at bad special teams, also look at the Detroit Red Wings, who are also going through their own rebuild. But they do have some young talent for as chaotic as their hockey is. They got some good young talent. They have Lucas Raymond. They have Mo Sider. They're promising. The Ducks have young talent. But again, special teams is just killer for this Ducks team right now. And under coach Dallas Eakins, it's it's horrible. It's just horrible. And just to kind of twist the knife a little bit. I got in a little bit with the Locked on Sens guys. First off, I love those guys. They're awesome. So they talked about which coaches have had the longest leashes. And I know CJ's got a pretty long leash up in Ottawa. And then the Sen guys asked this question. Like, has a coaching staff ever in the history of the NHL had a longer leash than this current crew in Ottawa? And I just said, like, yeah. I could think of one. So here's the here's the comparable. Under Coach Smith in Ottawa, they have 89 wins in 230 games. Under Coach Eakins, the Ducks have only 83 wins 
in 232 games. So, same time span, six less wins. Yeah, I would say Coach Eakins has a very long leash right now, and he's probably going to stick around for the rest of the season. But looking at some of those comparables, looking at special teams, it's not it. And I'll talk a little bit more about just the coaching staff right now. But second segment, I'm going to talk about all the historical numbers, busting out more of the post-it notes. Final segment, I'll wrap it all up talking about the current coaching staff. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, including the National Hockey League, who's going to win the Stanley Cup. There's also the NBA, who's going to win the championship this year? Could it be maybe the Bucks again? Could it be the Phoenix Suns finally? And there's also the National Football League, who's going to win the Super Bowl this season? There's also MMA, boxing, among other sports. So if you want to check all of that out, use your mobile device or your laptop and head over to betonline.net right now. BetOnline is where the game starts, and BetOnline is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. We're going to talk about a little bit of history here and why the Ducks, even this year, could be historically bad. So I mentioned that the Ducks are close to the bottom two as far as both penalty killing and power play. And I'm not going to lie to you, it's pretty ugly. I already mentioned that the Ducks are close to the bottom in both categories. Ducks are 30th currently in power play and 32nd in penalty killing. It hasn't happened all that often where a single team has been in the bottom two of both power play and penalty kill. It doesn't happen too often. In fact, it's happened only six times. Six times since the Mighty Ducks became a team all the way back in 93-94. That's how long it's been. So, another post-it note going right up, replacing this post-it note. So, let's get started, shall we? The last time that a team was in the bottom two in both categories, 2016-2017, back when there were 30 teams. The Colorado Avs. Now, Again, no one remembers those bad Colorado teams because look what they have now. Those Colorado teams were abysmal. And 2016-17 was definitely one of the worst ones. They had one of the worst records in the entire National Hockey League. They were number 30 in power play percentage with 12.6%. That was bad. Their penalty kill... Number 29, second to worst, 73.9%. That's a combined 86.5%. And just to harp a little bit more about that Colorado Avs team, that was a team that needed to be that bad in order to make some improvements and do something worth a damn in the draft. 
yeah. I'll go back even further. The last time that a team was league last in both categories, the 2014-15 Buffalo Sabres. That Sabres team was 30th in power play percentage, 13.4%, 30th in penalty killing, 75.1%, combined 885 That team, to say the least, had some, well, um, how, how can I put this delicately? There were some stinkers on that team. Going back to 2015, that team had, as their scoring leader, Tyler Ennis. Oh. Also, Matt Molson was on that team. He was second in points with 41. Also on that team was some guy named Marcus Foligno, some guy named Rasmus Ristolainen, who was only 20 back then. Oh yeah, some other guy that you guys might be familiar with. Yeah, some guy named Nick Delorier, who was in the top 11. In, he was 11th in scoring with 15 points. That's how bad they were. Yeah. But as a result of that very poor record, the Sabres had the worst record. And oh, look at that. They did not win the draft. They wound up with the number two pick in the 2015 draft. Now, why am I bringing up the 2015 draft? Oh yeah, there was a generational talent in that draft at the number one position. Some guy named Connor McDavid. Yeah, Edmonton won that draft lottery. He went number one. Buffalo was hoping to get McDavid, and they didn't. So they had to settle for Jack Eichel, who, as of this recording, has still not played a playoff game. Let me repeat that. Jack Eichel, since 2015, it's 2022, still has not seen any playoff action. Oh boy, Buffalo was sure hoping they would have gotten that number one pick. A fate that I hope does not befell the Anaheim Ducks. Only 54 points. Oh, but it gets worse. 2013-2014. The Florida Panthers. Last in power play, 10%. That was, was the worst power play percentage up until two years ago. In NHL history, Florida's power play was 10%. Their penalty kill was 76%, so combined 86%. Oh, that Panthers team was just awful. It, it was bad. Also, that 2014 draft wasn't really all that great either. First off, on that Florida Panthers team, some guys you might be familiar with, Nick Bukestad. Led the team in scoring with 38 points in 76 games. He averaged half a point a game that led the team in scoring. Whoa. Also on that team, a very young Jonathan Huberto, an even younger Alexander Barkov. Yeah, those, those two guys. And also young Dmitry Kulikov. Yes, the current Anaheim Duck. Dmitry Kulikov was on that team. And also on that team was a pretty young Eric Goodbranson and an extremely young Vincent Trocek. So one thing about that team, they, they were just young, 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 young. Sound familiar, Ducks fans? Huberto blossomed later. Kulikov, eh, he's doing okay. 
yeah, some of those guys that I mentioned, they're doing okay right now. But Florida went through some growing pains during that time. 66 points. They got the number one pick. They got Aaron Ekblad in that draft, who who does fine for Florida. He's a solid player for the Panthers. Not a generational talent, but he was fine. Also in that draft, though, Sam Reinhart, uh, Michael Dalcall, the Collier, Hayden Fleury, Jake Furtanen, Leon Dreisaitl, he went third in that draft. So, hey, the Oilers doing okay in the draft two years in a row. But a lot of those guys in that draft. Yeah, Nick Ritchie, he went 10th. Remember that? Oh, boy. So just to round out some of the other teams. 2010, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hmm, 2010. I wonder why I brought that year up. Hmm. Toronto Maple Leafs. Dead last. 14% on the power play. Dead last on penalty kill. 74.7%. Combined 88.7. That team has 74 points. That team was not good. You know what team was worse? The Ottawa Senators, 95-96. They were 26th, dead last on the power play, 12.3%. Penalty kill, 77.9%. 41 points in the season. Now, there's one more team that I haven't mentioned yet. There's another team that was dead last in both categories. In the 94-95 season, that team was the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. 94-95, Anaheim was dead last in power play, 11.4%, dead last in penalty kill, 75.7%. That was an expansion era team. They were not meant to go anywhere. So what makes this worse where the Ducks are now? This, t- this team was expected to move forward in their rebuild. This team was expected to get somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 points. This team was expected to not be in the bottom 10 of the league standings. And here we are. Dead last, 32nd. Dead last in penalty kill. Almost dead last in power play. And what's the reason for that? Well, I'm going to talk about that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. All right. So I talked a little bit about just historically bad teams on special teams. The Ducks right now have a PK of 66.3%. If the season ended right now, the Ducks would have a historically bad penalty kill. Before this season, the two worst PK percentages belong to the Los Angeles Kings. The 1979-80 LA Kings, as of right now, has the worst penalty kill in NHL history. 7980. Their PK was 68.2%. Their PK was 68.6%. Now, the reason that I slightly take that with a grain of salt is because the Kings were in the same division as the Edmonton Oilers during that time. The Kings just did not have good PK numbers that whole time. You know, 81, it was 75%. 
82, 71.7%, 84, 72.1%. So what's the reason that the Kings were just so bad on the penalty kill? Well, because they were in a division that saw certain teams more often than others. And one of those certain teams, as you may have guessed, is the Edmonton Oilers. Why am I bringing up that era of the Oilers? Well, that era of the Oilers had some guy, some guy, you may have heard of him, um, some guy named Marc Messier. Yeah, he was he was pretty good. Messier was one of the best players. Oh, wait, am I, am I, wait, hold on. Am I missing someone else? Who? Curry? Yari Curry? Yeah, I I guess he was pretty decent too. Yeah, Yari Curry was really good. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, there was some other really good players on that team. Okay, I'm getting nudged. What? What is it, puppy? What? what, Who am I missing? Oh, see, see the dog. (laughs) See, even the dog knows. You you know I'm kind of kidding, folks. But even the dog knows... There's a certain player on there that was really, really good. Some guy that you may have heard of. His name is Wayne Gretzky. Imagine having all of those guys on your team. Imagine, if you will, just being in that same division as the Oilers, the Flames, the Canucks, and the Jets. Now, the Jets were, eh, back then, the Canucks were okay. The Flames had some pretty good players on those rosters. They had some guy named Lanny McDonald, who was just terrific on the power play. And another guy named Kent Nilsson, who was also just as good on the power play. And then there's the Edmonton Oilers, who was usually at the top of the standings in the Smythe division. And the Oilers, I mean... Listen to some of these names on the power play they had. Wayne Gretzky, Yari Curry, Mark Messier, Glenn Anderson, Paul Coffey, Ken Linsman. Oh, boy. Charlie Huddy. Good Lord. There's some Hall of Fame talent. Actually, I just mentioned five Hall of Famers. And also Kevin Lowe, who's another Hall of Famer. So when you have a power play unit... With five Hall of Famers? When your PP1 is Gretzky, Messier, Anderson, Curry, and Coffey? What? How do you stop that? Seriously. How do you stop that? That would be like if the current Oilers had McDavid, Dreisaitl, and three other future Hall of Famers. That's what the Kings dealt with back then. So what's the Ducks' excuse right now? I don't see them facing any team. First off, I don't see them facing any team a dozen times per season, except for that 2021 season. That explains a little bit. But right now, the most they're seeing any one given team is four times. So what makes this Ducks team potentially worse historically than those LA Kings teams? First off, personnel. The Ducks just do not have the personnel on the ice to make up for all those losses. They just don't. Jamie Drysdale, out. 
John Klingberg, not a big defensive kind of guy. You have Kulikov. You have Shattenkirk. You have Fowler. You had Manson. They just don't have the defensive personnel. So how did we get here? We got here because of former GM Murray. Bargain Bob Murray made some moves that were questionable at best. At best, it was questionable. A lot of those guys are not great on special teams that he picked up. And Pat Verbeek having to pick up the pieces is a very, very tall task and a huge ask for any GM, much less Pat Verbeek. He knows that this is growing pains for the Ducks. He realizes that. So part of it was former GM, current GM trying to do his best. So where else can you pin the blame? I've I've pretty much alluded to where the blame can go. I talked about that comparables as far as who has a long leash. And you all know where I'm going with this. Dallas Eakins is on the final year of his contract. I think everybody's just waiting for the Ducks to, you know, get their new hire. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it without actually saying it. But you know where I'm going with this. You absolutely know where I'm going with this. All right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. I hope you learned something. And hey, you know what? Brighter days are ahead. That's all I'm going to say. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the evening. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks fly together.